up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the Moment Event Podcast. What's up, guys? I'm Jamal. This is Eric. Dante. And today we have a special guest. Hey, my name is Jay. Yeah. Jay, what up, brother? Jay pulled up all the way from Australia. Australia. Came came from down under. Literally the other side of the world. No. Flat earthers. He was he didn't exist, bro. Oh, he was he's on the abyss. Oh, I came out of nowhere. I was I like, no. he on his two D swag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I flew all the way over here, about thirteen thousand miles, twenty four hours on a plane, just to see you guys. So, yeah, that's what's up, bro. Anybody ever want to go special. to Australia? Let me know. It's the most beautiful country on earth. I'm gonna bring a kangaroo back. I got one. <laughs> Talk to me after. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna name him John John. Yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, it's funny because. Uh, Jay really did come back from Australia to be around his family and friends. Oh, yeah, this is all a true story, yeah. actually. And <laughs> this is what today's topic is even all about. Like, because, you know, I don't know if you want to just give him a rundown, Jay, or yeah, what? Yeah, I can, I can give a quick background. So I know the guys have referenced me a couple times here. Uh, thank you for the shout outs. I appreciate that. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. This kept me, you know, sane while I was over in Australia. But uh, so I went to college at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And after that, I moved to Manhattan. Pretty much the first time I was away from everybody, friends, family, everything, because I went to college in my hometown, and I spent about five years in Manhattan, and then, so me, I'm a big advocate for change, so I'm always talking about, like, don't be afraid to take that leap. Well, I didn't just take a leap, I dove in, I did a cannonball. <laughs> yeah, sure, Bro, yeah. and That's on the fact. other side of the world. Sure, yeah, I, about Especially being ago. that young, like, yeah. yo, I'm out of here. Yeah, I, about two years ago, I made the decision to move to Australia, an opportunity came around at work, and they said, who wants to go to Australia? I raised my hand, uh, got my visa, went over there for about three months, fell in love with the country, moved there full-time, was there for about a year and a half. And then it was just unfortunate timing for myself because we had the bushfires in Australia, so we were wearing masks way before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because you literally couldn't breathe It was like a haze over everything Wow so, Yeah, um, didn't they say the sky was red? Yeah, sky was red uh, You'd walk outside and it would be like a fog But it was like literal ash So you were like breathing Yo, that's like ash. biblical Yeah, you'd like sneeze or like blow your nose And you could see like the ash and like, Whoa Beautiful Australia, everybody yeah, Whatever you do, don't look at your boogers after you blow your nose Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. uh, gross <laughs> <laughs> My bad, guys, my bad He said ew <laughs> I'll keep it PG. Yeah. Nah. Uh, but yeah, then after that, COVID hit. And uh, I, I love my family. I love my friends. I try to see you guys as much as possible. And uh, so COVID, Australia went into a complete lockdown. Like, don't leave your house for more than an hour. Couldn't get into a grocery store. Everything was completely closed. And the reaction was a little different in Australia than it was here. Everybody was just like, yeah, let's do this. Like, nobody leave your house. So it was literally complete and utter lockdown, right? So... I went over by myself, no friends, no family. I made a few friends over there, but, you know, life takes us all different ways and angles. So a few of my closest friends actually, like, left my company. And, you know, with COVID, they lived a little bit away, so you couldn't really see anybody. So I was pretty much by myself for about a year, locked in my apartment for about a year. And, um, you know, just talking to you guys, talking to my family, my mom, my brother, and it just kind of kept me going. And, um I was fortunate enough to get out of my contract in Australia. I've been home for, I think this is week three. Uh, I've been nonstop running around, reminiscent of the old Eric days. <laughs> <laughs> no, they long like, gone now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 my bad. He, he, <laughs> might, he might show up on time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I might. <laughs> but no, like I just literally, I had a wedding two days ago. Shout out to Tom and Erica. Uh, congrats, yeah. guys. Yeah, yes. congrats. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll make sure they listen to this. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. 
and that kind of leads into where I'm going. And uh, that's what I want to talk about today is a big topic. And one of the big reasons why I decided to come back to the U.S. And, you know, people tell me I'm crazy all the time because they're like, you were living in another country, you're doing your thing. You know, I'm currently in the position of leaving my job that, you know, I make decent money, I make a decent living, I live very comfortably, I'm fortunate enough to do that. And I'm on the edge of just leaving. And Mm. people look at me like I'm crazy, but in the last few years, my mental health has started to come to the forefront. You know, I've been facing, you know, I have anxiety, really bad anxiety. Uh, I face depression and, you know, I'll get into a couple of the stories and how I started to kind of realize that, but it all started with burnout. And I'm not sure if you guys are comfortable with burnout or familiar with burnout, but different ways, yeah, different yeah. aspects. Of like it. I'll say that definitely with the field that Jamel, Eric and myself are in uh, working with people with disabilities, it's a big topic burnout they tell you in orientation yeah be careful of burnout be careful of burnout and Whew, that's crazy yeah they tell you from from day one because it's so emotionally draining working with people with those disabilities and having the patience and your your emotions and this that and the third so yeah earlier when he asked how our week was I didn't even put it together, bro. I was burnt out this week. Yeah. That's what happened this week. Remember I was telling yeah. the story about the lady? Bro, burnout is what happened this week. It was Tuesday. Everybody was burnt out. It was Tuesday, and we were like, bro, it's only Tuesday. It feels like Thursday, the second Thursday of the week. Like, how are we still here? And then just all the other factors that we deal with at work. I was super over it. Well, yeah. just before we even begin and start telling our stories, of course, Jamel, I looked up the definition of <laughs> Got you and all the problems yeah. that go with it. And that, before he reads this off, this is such a peek into my brain. <laughs> you know what's funny? I told Jay this over the phone, and he was like, "Bro, that's me. Why did you just do that?" That's crazy. But if you were to just look up what burnout is, and this is something that a lot of people probably experienced, and it doesn't just relate to work; it relates to Everything. emotions and things like that. Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Primary damage is physical, leads to anxiety disorders, leads to detachment and depression, may kill you prematurely, may make life seem not worth living, loss of energy, motivation, ideals, and hope. Yeah, the big thing with burnout that I think a lot of people sort of miss is they don't realize it's happening until it's already happened. Yeah. That was my first instance with burnout is I didn't know why I was feeling the way I was feeling until a couple months afterwards I realized, like, oh, I pushed myself to my absolute limits, yeah. and then that's what happened. But it's not just, you know, you hear burnout a lot with athletes, right? Athletes are kind of at the forefront of, you know, I burned out with football, that's why I switched to basketball, things like that. Uh, but it happens in relationships, right? You ever have a relationship turn sour? Yeah. yeah. Probably burned out because you felt you were giving everything and they weren't giving anything back, right? Like you were physically, mentally, spiritually exhausted. You weren't getting anything back. Mine is a little bit more towards the athletic side. And then at work, I burned out quite a bit. So my first experience of burnout was my senior year of football. So I went to college, uh, Division three. I was okay. Um, he was better than okay, though. <laughs> I'm humble. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no. So I went to I went to college, played Division three football. I was a four year starter, and when I started to realize I was burning out, was 
I was what in my 12th year of football and I felt like I had already given everything that I could to the sport. Mm. I knew I wasn't playing past the collegiate level. Right. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to the NFL. I wasn't transferring out to a division one school. My senior year was rolling around. And because I started as like a freshman, a lot of my friends were older Right in college. All my friends were much older than me. Even today, most of my friends are much older. I just tend to hang with a more mature crowd, but they had all graduated. I had a coach, absolutely loved he was great he knew how to motivate me like no other coaches could right I don't tend to to lean into that hoorah like yeah, yeah. yell at me like you know I'm a grown man he knew <laughs> what angle to hit you with yeah, don't, don't get in my face and call me names like I'm not gonna respond positively <laughs> to that you know some people like that some people need that Jamel, not me <laughs> Jamel some people need that bro. nah I don't need that <laughs> nah, don't bring that no, over but, here yeah <laughs> But, yeah, you guys know what I mean, though. Like, you get people that just, like, that need that, like, vocal motivation. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Like, he knew how to get to me, and he left. He went and took a better job opportunity. So, you know, I never had any hard feelings. And at that point in my life, I didn't realize it at the time, but my time with football was done. Like, I was mentally, physically done. And um, I'm sitting there. I had just signed my contract to go work for my job. I was an intern over the summer going into my senior year. I just signed the contract to go to my job full time. My life after football was ready to be in motion. And for anybody that's played football at the collegiate level, doesn't matter if it's, you know, division three up to division one, it's physically, mentally, emotionally draining. And I didn't want to go through that again. Um, so yeah, one thing led to another and I'm, I'm playing and I fell out of love with the game. And that's mm. essentially what it came down to is I gave everything I had for 10 to 12 years and I had nothing left to give because I felt like I had nothing left to earn. And one of the big things for me, and this was a huge learning opportunity for myself because I learned a lot about myself. Uh, so when I first kind of realized that I was burning out and everything, it was just overwhelming nature of feelings and emotions and I let other people influence me yeah. if I could go back and do it I would have quit I would have said mm. you know I'm hanging it up I'm done because I know myself now I learned so much about myself but see that's the the demands you're meeting these demands put on you by other people and yeah these perceived demands when you're really not going with what feels right to you yeah and, and a big part was image so back yeah. then you know, image played a big part of what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's like, everybody was like, you're known as the football player. You're known as this person that plays football. And, you know, you got all these accolades. Why not play your senior year? And it's just like, everything had changed and the situation was different. And, you know, I have the mentality and it's just who I am as a person. I tend to jump in head first. Uh, if I find something that I love, something that I like, whether it's a relationship, a sport, a job, whatever it is, I devote everything, my time, yeah, yeah. my energy like that. It becomes my single focus. And, you know, that has its positives and its negatives. And for me, it had turned that corner to where I'm no longer reaping positive benefits from this. I am killing myself in a, in mm, a way, you know, yeah. for lack of a better term, because like I look at it now, I'm 27 and I have arthritis all throughout my body. Right, right. Like I, it hurts to walk. I was taking a bunch of like Tylenol and like Advil just to get out of bed in the morning, uh, suffered more concussions than I can count. So it's like my ears will like bleed and stuff like that. So like at that point was, I was just completely physically exhausted. Damn, that's real, bro. 
Damn, like that shit that's that physical people don't talk out, about. Right? Yeah. That's the physical aspect like we were just talking about. And on top of that, now you're prepared to go into your quote unquote real life because now it's your career. Right. You didn't even get into moving to New, yeah. New Jersey. Like you already know what's coming next and now you have to go in beat up and battered. You know? Yeah. And I know other football players like they don't talk about what you just talked about. Like it's always like hoorah yeah, and high everything was like glorious like they never talk about like the airs bleeding the arthritis we know <laughs> we know they gotta be suffering like, from it right like bleeding? yeah, yeah. man it's like yeah like, i'm not trying to get too deep but like it yeah like my body hurts yeah yeah like on a day-to-day basis like it hurts and it's like i would never take back most of my football career because i loved it i made some of my closest friends some of my greatest memories but that last year, man, when I burned <laughs> out, I would because that's when I pushed myself too far, right? So yeah. I knew I always had anxiety. I knew I always had like bits of depression and things like that. But I always, you know, found ways to deal with it. Or you know, where we come from, it's kind of looked down upon. So I found ways to suppress it. Right? Yeah, not yeah. the best method. Please do not suppress any of those feelings. Please talk to somebody. Get professional help. Even if you just have a moment like this where you talk to your friends. It helps. It goes so far. And it's something that I wish I did. And Dante, I do apologize because I leaned on you a lot (laughs) throughout my life, you know. And just for people that don't know, like, Dante's one of my closest friends. I've known Dante, what, 20 years now? So I remember little Jay, not the Jay you see at the table right now. I remember (laughs) the little Jay, like 200 pounds ago. (laughs) No, but so... I coped very negatively. So before I kind of continue with my stories, I do want to say a couple of things where I could sit here and tell you how I coped positively with everything. I could sit here and tell this audience, you know, how I was hoorah and overcame and look at me now and where I am. To me, that doesn't help anybody. To me, giving those negative experiences, those negative coping mechanisms are what you're going to take and learn from, right? Yeah, that's the real. Yeah, yeah I use a flower as an example, take these little buds of knowledge, something that you can relate to and then flourish that, turn that into something that can grow and you can build into your own, right? Something that you can take care of and say, look, I took this piece of information and I let it bud into something beautiful. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I'm sharing this with everybody today. Because when I first experienced this, I didn't know what was going on. I remember my first panic attack. I thought I was dying. I called my mom. I was like, I'm dying. I got a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not, don't mean to laugh, but I'm just laughing because I've been there in that yeah. same spot. Like, my, I don't know. My heart, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, thought they sit your ass down. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's real love. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much what my mom said. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just like, calm down. Like, you're just having a panic attack, and it's just like, I didn't know what that was, you know? So I did some research and realized, like, oh, wow, like, I got pretty bad anxiety and burnout just amplified that right Mm -hmm. so like at this point i'm physically mentally emotionally exhausted and there's one thing that sticks out in my head where i i just physically and mentally couldn't do it anymore so i took time off from practice so i still played in every game had a good season you know was got accolades and things at the end of the season which you know now aren't that important to me but then it's like that's what you're working towards because that was your image. That's who you were known as. But if I would have known the damage that it did to me, like I got yelled at, like reprimanded is probably the better word for not practicing, right? Like a coach pulled me in and was like, you're not practicing. You're setting a bad example for the kids. And, you know, you, you have this like coach-player relationship where it's like you're very young and you're talking to your parent where you don't feel like 
you can speak your mind. Right. And meanwhile, I'm trying to get across to this dude that like I can't do this anymore. Right. Like, Literally just, like dog. <laughs> yeah. Like I I just I can't. Like the way that I'm going to finish this season is I'm, I'm like my way. Like yeah. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm you think I'm setting a bad example, but it's just I can't get up and think about football. I can't, you know, the 6 a.m.s, the, you know, my life was built around football for 10 years, 12 years. It's literally my entire schedule. Like, we wanted to go on family vacations. Well, what's Jay's football schedule? You know, it's, you know, well, I got to go work out. It's, I, I missed on so many things even in college because, like, I didn't get to have a normal college life. I didn't get to have a normal life in, you know, high school where everybody's going out. I'm like, I got to go to the gym. So, for me, it was just, it was time, right? Was, I just had that moment of time, but I started coping negatively. You know, I didn't turn to anything hard. Like, I, I drank quite a bit more because I was trying to suppress some feelings. I didn't turn to, like, drugs or any of those coping mechanisms. But I noticed I was I think drinking. we've all been there, right? Yeah, I drank very heavily, um, probably way more than I should have ever been drinking, just to, to try to not numb the mental pain at that time, but to numb the physical, right? Cause that was yeah. when I felt the best and you know, it's sad to say, and I regret it, but you know, now I'm with stomach issues and like things like that. So, um, one of the other things I did is, and I noticed it even to today, and I'll talk about that when we get into my career a little bit. Um, I have these self-destructive tendencies. So me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is I start to do things that are way out of character, even for myself. Not mm. the image that everybody else thinks of me, but my true self, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ego we we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So it's like I start to do things that are that I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just that's the tell for me that I'm burned out. Yeah. Mm. And so with this, you know, I just started I tend to become a real negative person and that's not who I am on a day to day basis. That's that negative self talk. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, so these self-destructive tendencies, you know, I become an angry person. I start to feel a lot of hatred, and I start to lash out at the people that mean the most to me because those are the people that I talk to. Yeah, yeah. But I also lock myself in a corner, right? I paint myself into a corner. I'm just like, I'm also very introverted. So I'm introverted if you don't know me, but once you get to know me, I'm very extroverted. But if you don't know me, I come across very intimidating, you know, angry, you know, unless you ha you know somebody that, tells you about me and things like that. But when people first meet me, that's what I commonly get. I'm a bigger guy. You know, I get it. I got like scars on my face and hands and, <laughs> you know, so you got like, a paw. Live, yeah, you got live a paw. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like it's people see me and put that immediate, you know, right. Right. You know, they looked at the cover, didn't read the book, if you will. And, um, so with that, you know, it's just, I let that side of me come out. The part that people want, to paint yeah, me yeah. into that's the ego, you know. I, oh yeah, I oh yeah. Out, I put out that image I want to put on me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you that image. I'm gonna give you that. That's what I can you play that get. role well. Yeah, and <laughs> that's and, what you want. <laughs> and to bring it back to the football references, you know, after that talk, they made me practice every day. I couldn't do it anymore, bro. We're going the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. Coaches aren't. They're not the best mental health uh, but, practitioners. In, in all fairness, though, part of that's on me. Yeah, I, yeah, I could have yeah. did a better job speaking up. I could have did a better job explaining my situation. Did you just withdraw? Like, hundred mm. percent. I was. So they were like, "What the fuck?" I was so checked out. Yeah. It was honestly, but I acted in a way that I never thought I would. Uh, I got ejected from one of my games. Ooh, you know, kid grabbed me, 
where you know I you don't like to be so grabbed in a football bottom. game. No, I pulled his helmet off. Okay. And gave him a little okay, little one two, a little chip shot, you know, and uh, got ejected from the game. And that's very out of character for me, you know. If anybody knows me, you know, it's like that's a whole fact. Yeah, so it's it was very weird to to be that because I was just so filled with hatred and just anger all the time because. I was doing something that I was feeling forced to do and I, I fell out of love with the game. And yeah. for those of you that knew me when I was younger, I loved football. Football consumed so much of my life and then to fall out of love with it like Oof. that and then to be forced to continue to do it. Oof. And I say forced, I wasn't forced, right? I just was trying to live up to this image, this brand that I had built for myself that was no longer real. I was ready to move on to the next chapter of my life and here I am being told, like, this is you. This is who you are. It's one more season. You can do it. Why would you quit now? And all these things that I let convince myself that that's who I was. And I knew I was growing. I knew I was developing as a person. And I wasn't that, you know, football player anymore. And if I could go back, I would have probably called my coach and quit my the end of my junior year. So you were holding back your growth based off these, like, impossible demands, even though you really didn't want to do it. You're just fighting that current fighting who you really are. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were saying, like image is a prison, right? Yeah. yeah. You feel like you just can't get out of like it. Like torture. Yeah. yeah. Because here you are, like you said, you loved it. And now it's to the point you're an adult and it's just been shredded from you. But yet you're still holding up, still doing it. And now it's worse than a job. Yeah, now right. it's like a punishment. Yeah. And you're just completely burnt. and Like working with an empty glass. And then you don't want to let people down, right? Exactly. Like, letting people down around you is the worst. Like, I suffer from that all the time. Like, yeah. yo, all right, I said I was going to do this, so I'm going to just do it. Yeah. And it's just to uphold that image yeah. when you know, like, all right, this might not be healthy for me. And then it, it takes away, you would like, like you had even said in the beginning, you allocate so much energy towards something. And then it just falls apart because you just you think you're still giving a hundred percent, but you don't have a hundred percent to give. Right, right. So you're just giving and giving and giving and giving, and at that point you're not giving anything. You're actually being negative. Yeah, you you start to you know take from the reserves in your gas tank a little bit. You know, for an analogy, and it's just the reserve was on empty, the gas tank Ooh. was on empty, the brake fluid was gone. Like, and at one point I I just stopped myself and I was like, I'm going off the rails here. And some of the other, just to, to tie it back in, some of the other negative ways that I started to cope was, you know, just shutting people out. I became very reclusive. Like, I was just in my own space doing my own thing. And in, in all honesty, I am one of those people that are just more comfortable in my own mind. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love the comfort of my own mind because I know myself. I like to talk to myself, you know, because I understand myself. Right. Where, you know, a lot of people that I went to college with, don't know where I come from. They don't know the things that I had to do when I was a kid to get there, right? A lot of these kids that I was playing with had, like, mom and dad paying for college and things like that, where I was like, I fought tooth and nail for everything yeah, to get literally. there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And it's like, for me to see that and then to, to come from there and then feel, you know, the way I did, it just makes you even more angry because I had all those suppressed emotions from when I was a kid and, yeah, that's when the panic attack started. And I hit a, a low point in my life around then where it's just, for lack of a better term, I hated everything. I just was angry. And that's, and one of the big things that I notice I start to do when I get burned out, I make major life changes. Mm. Not in a negative way, but I realize I don't like this. 
this is when I start to kind of turn that corner when I feel really low. I was like, I need to change, right? So one of the major things that I do that has helped in a positive way is I create space. I try to create space from the things that are giving me anxiety or, you know, that I'm burning out from. So with football, the season was done. Couldn't pay me to watch a game of football. If you were like, so so it's hard for me to watch a game of football because I've watched so much film in my life. I just look at the left guard. (laughs) They're like, wow, did you see that catch? I'm like, no, but the left guard had a hell of a block. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's it's insane, man. It's, it really is. So like I struggled to watch football for the longest time, but you need to give yourself that space. And, And again, these are my stories and my experiences. So I'm not saying this is the right way to do anything, but. I needed that space to be able to come back to the light. Yeah, that's, well. that's like heavy mental exhaustion. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what burnout is. It's, yeah, yeah. it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Whenever you get to a state of an exhaustion is when you start to burn out. And right. for me, yeah. it was mental and physical at that time. So do you think like uh, we put ourselves in a position to be in burnout because we don't set boundaries? Absolutely. Mm. And that's one of the biggest things as we get into my career. Yeah. You'll see, I did not set boundaries for myself. And that's what led to some of the burnout, you know, in my life after football is I never set any boundaries. I was always like we, you kind of alluded to earlier. I'm a people pleaser by nature. I love to, I love the notoriety and the recognition. You know, my therapist says it's because I never got that as a kid. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> you don't know me, <laughs> but you really do because I pay you dinner. <laughs> that was that was real. <laughs> no, but um, so I just you know I never got any attention when I was a kid, or like never like the right type of attention when I was a kid. So I love to please people. I love that notoriety to say like, "Yo, you're doing a great job." So I chase that dragon, if you will. Yeah, and um, I, I follow that feeling. And that's typically how I get burned out, right? That's how it ended, with fo- or that's how it kind of came up with football. I realized, you know, I'm decent at this. People are recognizing me. I'm getting that notoriety, and I'm getting, you know, people saying my name, knowing who I am, and I loved it. And one thing led to another, and I'm all in, right? All yeah, in. But is it really worth your whole self? Like not the not the ego, not the image, but the actual being, your actual self. You're putting all that. Probably didn't even think about risk. it at the time, though. Exactly, and that's the that's the number one thing is when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, like you don't, you don't know that's realize, happening. you know, it's like being in a like a toxic relationship. Yeah. Like, you don't realize it's toxic until you're you out of it. Step out of it and be like, whoa, yeah. what the that hell? cut that cut deep. Is it, I, that hurt. That <laughs> sorry, deep sorry. <laughs> no, Jay, I needed that. <laughs> but yeah, like that. That's why I give myself space because I step out of it, and I'm a logical person by nature. I I think about everything tactically, uh, almost to a fault. Where, you know, I could pull out an old notebook where I I was in a really low point in my life at one point. And right before I went to Australia, actually, and I mapped out every major life decision I ever made. And I, like, literally drew a map that said, you know, here's where I am. Here's where I could have been if I did this a little differently or if I did this or if I, you know, networked with this person. Like, I could potentially be here. That was a really bad thing to do. Holding, <laughs> holding on to the past. Yeah. Like, like damn, I ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it, it's eye-opening because you're just like, why am I holding on to all of this stuff, especially if it comes with, like, negative energy? Yeah. And, you know, I, I learned to just kind of, like, move forward. You just got to keep moving forward. And we talked the other day about change versus growth. And as I was bringing up, you know, change, 
not all those changes were growing, right? I wasn't, so the difference between change and growth, right, is you change, but you can change laterally. You can change for the worse. You can change for the better, where growth is typically changing for the better, right? If you're growing, you're expanding, you're, you're building a better you or a better right. surroundings, a better community, whatever it is, that's growth. Yeah. And at one point, I was changing laterally. I was just looking for something to get out. So I was like making a change. I'm like, I'm going to be better. I changed everything. Well, guess what? You just literally lifted and shifted your problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He side shuffled right into some yeah, of those. And, it's, and, and, and that's essentially what happened with football. So kind of, you know, beating a dead horse here, you know, after my football career was over, wanted nothing to do with it, took a, a step away from it. And here I am seven years later missing it. It's mm. very strange because, you know, it's like I did commit half my life to the sport. Right, right. But I think now you have a better understanding so now you can appreciate it more, and you can say, "Well, I could have did things differently, whatever." Yeah. But you took the time you needed, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you're 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 not exhausted anymore. Yeah, you're more recharged that. about it. You're not exhausted with that, so you can look at it in a different light and realize, like, huh, there was some good times in there. But like you said, when you're in it, you're in it, yeah. and that's the most important thing. When you're in the moment, and the moment is feeling like garbage. That ain't it, mm. Chief. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm telling you, please, if you ever start to feel exhaustion and burnout, it's okay to step away. You don't have to live up to someone else's image of you. The way I look at it is I know myself better than anyone on this planet, yeah. right? Like, I, it's just a fact. I know what I want. I know who I am. I know who I want to be. Don't force yourself into a corner like I did at times where – you know, I'm becoming this person that I don't want to be. You know, that's where that change came into play for me because I was like, okay, this is who I am now. This is who I want to be. To get there, I got to make a major change. And for me, it was just getting as far away from my hometown as I could. I had grown up there. You know, everything that I had ever known was here. My college was here. I went to high school, middle school, and college on the same city block. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. It was like... Troy Middle School, Troy High, RPI, <laughs> right here, right go. across the street, yeah. right here. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, then uh, so I went to I went down to Manhattan. I moved away from everything I ever known because I thought that's what you know I needed to do to to help kind of build myself back up. And I took a job that I fell in love with because I was twenty one, twenty two years old, traveling all over the United States and the world, and you know had a corporate card that, you know, let me get steak dinner every night and, you know, I hope my clients aren't listening. Well, no, that's a joke. But, you know, you, you start to live this life that, you know, you only thought existed in the movies, yeah. right? Like, if you would have told me 15 years ago that I would have been to the places that I've been in the world, I would have told you you're crazy, right? Like, I thought I was going to live and die where I grew up. And, here I am with the opportunity to escape. I took it. Yeah. Took that leap of faith. And I did really well. And I proved a lot of people wrong. There was a lot of people kind of at my back my entire life who were kind of saying, like, you're not going to do well in football. Well, I did. You're not going to do well at college. You're probably never going to graduate. Why are you going to that school? You know, I did that. Oh, you're moving to Manhattan. You're never going to make it there. You know, so I use that as positive motivation for myself. But yeah. That's something that I didn't realize until much later that that fed into my burnout, right? Like that plays a big part in your mental exhaustion because yeah. you're constantly 
tried to prove people wrong. But yeah. now I look at it and I'm like, those people at the time are so insignificant in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, who are you? Yeah. Like, why am I listening to this? Why am I letting this get to me? And, you know, I will say that fueled a lot of my fire and a lot of my desire to keep going and keep moving forward, which is great. And sometimes you need that motivation. But for me, like I mentioned earlier, I just dive all the way in and, you know, to prove these people wrong, to live to this standard that I thought I had to live by. I forced myself into a box where I was like, if I'm going to make it, I got to make it this way and only this way. And I'm just realizing now that that's not who I am, what yeah. I want to be. And how, and how many years was this that you're like from when you moved Manhattan till now, what's that? Six, seven, six, years? seven years. Yeah. Yeah. For six or seven years. He's just like, I'm just, I know this isn't me. Yeah, I gotta, I've had a few realizations like that recently after X amount of years. Mm. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You get some time, you get some knowledge, some situations happen. You're like, hold on. I don't think you start knowing yourself based off of all of that. You're like, hold on. I don't want that for myself. Who was I listening to? What was I thinking? Why? Why again? Yeah, I just couldn't imagine for that long. There's some part of you that's like, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And you're like. I have to do this. I have to do this. I got to prove this person wrong. I got to prove that person wrong. I got to live this way. I got to look like this. Well, I went to school here and I did this, so I need to use it. I need to do this and do that. And you just get caught up. And it's like your gears are just going to grind until there's no more oil on them. And it's just going to just wear out, rust. Yeah. And that's why I kind of started practicing, like, not goal setting Mm -hmm. to, like, prove people wrong or to prove anything anybody but myself so like it's definitely changed the way i look at everything like especially dealing with like doing running this podcast running my girl's podcast running my son's youtube channel my daughter's youtube channel like i would look at other people's channels and start and say to myself like wow like why am i not there yet but i'm looking at their like season 10 comparing it to my season one you know what i mean so it's like you got 10 years in, i got two so but like i always set my goals on track with other people and i just decided like like a year ago like i'm not gonna do that anymore yeah Yeah, and, and that's a huge thing with goal setting i'm a huge goal setter i'm a huge planner I left my notebook in New Jersey this weekend. <laughs> uh, so I, I got to get that. Sorry, notebook. Yeah. See you on the other side. But no, realistically, like I carry a notebook with me pretty much everywhere I go. Um, I know it's a little old school, but I have ideas. I have my best ideas when my brain is shut off. Don's old school. Me and Jay. Notebook brothers. <laughs> notebook brothers. We I, out here. I told you I'm trying to journal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to pick up a, a book soon. He not he not journaling. <laughs> he not a real journaler. Nah, nah, journaler. Nah, nah. <laughs> that was a, a journaler. <laughs> Dear diary, today <laughs> I went to the coffee shop. <laughs> he lay like this with his legs. <laughs> Yo, his legs kicked up in the air. Yo, guys, I'm an author now. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. Hold wait, on, hold wait. on, hold on. Wait, wait. Get a sc- get a scarf. Yeah, I'm gonna get a scarf. <laughs> I, I got a scarf. I'm a <laughs> I wrote a book. More flannel. More flannel. <laughs> Yo. You need, you need more holes in your jeans. Yes. Yes. Sir. yes. <laughs> yes. Gotta get the Burks. Gotta get the. Oh, he already got them. Right, I don't. Got they're, com- they're comfy. Don't hate on. They are. That's, they a, are. Fact. That's a fact. Sorry, <laughs> right. right. guys. So yes. All right. Please continue, Jack. Nah, journaling is really like. 
profound. When you're really writing your words out, one it's one thing to put the notes on the phone. Yeah. It's another thing when you're just real with your words and writing yeah. it out. Like I said, it's animated. Yeah. It becomes yeah. animated at that it, point. And a lot of it goes back to my schooling. So I was a very dedicated student. I took my schooling very seriously. Uh, but it's for me to understand it and to truly know what I'm yeah. learning about, I have to write it down. So I'm like that weirdo that's like rewriting textbooks in my notebook, right? That's so, me. Um. Yeah, so one thing led to another with my, or sorry, cut that, my bad. Uh, going back to the journaling and tying it all back full circle, uh, I carry one with me because I have my best ideas when my mind is turned off. Mm. So, like, when I, my mind is running 24-7, you know, you're building up to that mental exhaustion, that burnout, you start to just kind of one-track mind. So, like, I'm not even joking. I used to solve problems at work in my sleep. So I used wow. to like sleep. You I used go to go to sleep. Yeah, I used to yeah. go to sleep. My mind would shut off. I'd have a dream. I'd have to wake up, turn to my bedside table, and write in my notebook wow. so I didn't forget it. You know, also plays into too many concussions. I forget things from time to time. <laughs> so it, it benefits to to write it all down. Like that's why, you know, I didn't type something out when I sent to you the other day. Like I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah. that's you know, it's that train of thought. It's that consciousness and things like that. So. That's just my personal preference. That's what works for me. So I write all my ideas down in a notebook and I carry that with me because it's just, it, it's also one of the ways that I use to help me cope with. It, yeah. It keeps like out. a mental, like an excess mental load off your brain. Well, it makes, there. it makes sense about the, the solving problems when your brain is, when your thinking is cut off because you can't create anything when you think about it because anything you create has already been thought of. Right. Right. You're, if you're yeah. thinking like, Oh, I think, this person did a good job, so I'm going to do something just like that. You didn't create anything. You copied that. Yeah. yeah. When the thinking is shut off and it's just able to freely flow, that's when you That's why meditation is so profound. Exactly. When, yeah. you're just, when you're just silent. Yeah. Mel, you want to say something? I thought Mel had No, no, no. I mean, oh, I'm waiting okay. for... Right. Oh, no, yeah. I think I was done. <laughs> oh, okay. When you're, when you're just silent and just sitting in the when moment. You just, when everybody's just looking at you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Nah, but, uh, yeah, like, like I was telling Don the other day, like, Sometimes I just need a mental dump. Like, yeah. Yeah. like it's just something you just need. Like, especially just when you're like, I work on a lot of stuff all the time. Like I'm never not doing something. So sometimes I just need to, all right, let me write this down or let me say this to this person. Like I'm always dumping periodically, not always, but like, just to get stuff off my mind so that it's not like I don't take it into that next chapter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense because when you're like you don't have any space left. Yeah. You, you just keep shoving, shoving, shoving in there. And of course, you have no fuel. Yeah. You give the metaphor of a filing cabinet. Eventually, you're going to write on yeah, that space. Yeah, yeah. Where does that go? In the ground. And then yeah. you <laughs> and you get frustrated. You're trying to shit, jam it shut. See, that's what burnout is. You're trying to jam the yeah. file cabinet shut with way more stuff in it than it can have. And all that extra stuff falls on the ground and gets stepped on, right? And it's like that's when that's exhaustion, right? Yeah. That's when you start to realize. It's a good like, metaphor. Yeah. But, mm. So kind of tying it back into to my career, I jumped in. I was, thought I was a hot shot. You know, I was making more money than I ever thought was possible at the time. And, you know, traveling and seeing all these places and doing all these things. And then I realized four years went past. And I was like, whoa. I realized I had sacrificed a lot of myself for this job. I was working 80-hour work weeks consistently. I was, you know, 
traveling Sunday through Friday. I was home one day a week. And that one day a week, it was get off the plane Friday night. It was already pretty late, so I wasn't going to go out and see anybody. I would get up the next morning. I would go do my laundry, go food shopping for the day. Uh, sorry, I picked food shopping up in Long Island, grocery shopping, my bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived a lot of places. Um, so, like you know, I'd go grocery shopping so I could make dinner that night. I'd cook, watch some Netflix, and then get ready and pack and do all that stuff Damn. again. And Damn. I was literally on the road nonstop, and I realized I'm now sacrificing so much of my personal time, my family time. I noticed that relationships with my friends were dwindling. It had ruined romantic relationships. It had ruined, you know, friendships. And I took a step back and I realized like less on the physical side, but more on the mental side now. And I started having panic attack, panic attacks daily. Started, Mm -hmm. I I hit my lowest point because I realized I was like, I miss birthdays. I miss anniversaries. You start thinking about all that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it hurts. Yeah. And it cuts real deep. And I've lived alone for a long time now. You know, it's just, you know, I was always on the road, so it's hard to live with another person because, you know, it's a lot of trust to put on somebody with all your stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, and all my family and friends, you know, at the time, you guys only lived three, three and a half hours away. But when I moved to Australia, it was a 24-hour plane ride oh, away, man. you know. But... So I started to just get really down on myself and I started doing these self-destructive tendencies again. But this time I was lashing out at, you know, people at work. You know, I was always the guy that when you want something done, you came to me. I was always, I was a glorified yes man. I was never going to say no. I think people knew that. And I don't want to say I was taken advantage of because I signed up for it. I knew what I was signing up for. Yeah, but you didn't set those boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. To tie it back in, yeah. Zero boundaries were set. And I just kept saying yes, and I just kept taking on more and more and more and didn't realize, because I was, I was chasing a promotion. I was chasing a paycheck. I was chasing these things that as I step back, I'm like, whoa. Was it worth it? Exactly. And is, is this actually what I want? Yeah. You know? And uh, so to some of the negative things that I did, you know, I just became a mean person. I started lashing out at close friends at work, you know, and, you know, I never did anything to jeopardize my job just because that's not who I am, you know, but I was just like a bad person to be around. Mm. And I don't like that image of myself, you know, and I started to feel that and I was just like, I need to change again. And that's how Australia came up right around that time when I was like pretty low missing all my friends and family. And I know this is going to sound so crazy because I'm missing my friends and family. I have this like sinking feeling of like loneliness. <laughs> I get up and move to the other side of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you think that was the right move at the time though? Like was that? Yeah. So for me, I've always wanted to see the world, right? It's always been on my bucket list. It's always been a dream of mine to live in other countries, experience other cultures. I love other cultures. I've been yeah. to India, Australia, New Zealand, pretty much every major city within the U.S. Uh, thank, thanks to my job. So, you know, if anybody from work is listening to this, thank you so much for that opportunity. But, mm-hmm. you know, you just get to an opera, you just get to a point in your life where you're like, is this still what I want? Is this still what I want to work towards? And I hit that low point where, you know, I needed that major change again. And this opportunity just happened to come around. And I'm like, this is destiny, right? Yeah. I let that spiritual side come out and I'm like, okay, no more logical thinking, like, this is happening for a reason. 
and I got to Australia. Do you think you really were doing any logical thinking or were you already mentally exhausted at that point to where you were making these rash decisions, rush decisions? Yeah, my, my honest opinion, when you're mentally exhausted like that, you're facing burnout, you don't make a logical decision. Mm. You know, it's not until you take that step back. And, you know, I don't regret going to Australia at all. Right. But I regret not spending time with, you know, you guys, my family, my mom, my brother, things like that, right? Like, my brother just had his first niece a year ago. I didn't meet her until three weeks ago, <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. So it's like when that when life starts to happen and you realize you're missing that that part of it is when you start to kind of start thinking to yourself again, you know, okay, maybe it's time for a little bit more change. Yeah, that was a big thing for me. Like, when I started to realize, like, life is about people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I had to... What I actually started to do was set up rules for myself. Like, don't, yeah, like, don't answer emails before 8 a.m. And Mm. don't, like, bring screens into the bed. Like, I used to be on my laptop. And, yeah, exactly. It's healthy boundaries. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, exactly. And it's boundaries. And that's something that I wasn't doing. And, God, I want to say I'd do it today. But I don't. I'd be lying to all (laughs) of you. Um, because I, I don't know, like I said earlier, I'm a people pleaser. I, I love to please people. And a lot of that comes when you don't set boundaries. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the thing with boundary setting too, is you need to almost, Jamel's been saying it a lot lately. And I just agree. You have to be a little selfish Yeah. because you can't set a proper boundary until you yourself know what it is that feels good to you yeah. and that you like, and that you need to continue to have going on. So I can't set a boundary until I sit down and think about it like, huh, what is something that I really cherish that I need to be off limits? Yeah. And you can only find that within yourself. I'm not going to find it from talking to you guys, even though, you know, like, I love you guys and I could talk to you guys about anything, but you don't know what it is that triggers me. Right. Only I do. So that's what you have to take that time. And like Jay said, you can't make a logical decision when you're burnt out. When you're mentally exhausted, you don't even think about these things. So boundaries are completely off the table because you're so caught up in that. I just got to do this. I just got to do this. I just got to do this. And in the back of your head, you know, something's wrong, but yeah. eh, whatever. Yeah. Do anything about it. And when you kind of factor in work and stuff like, like when you say yes to everything, you're saying no to your dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so when you're doing that, like you're just like, you're trying to give everybody your time and, you don't realize that you're just taking away from yourself. And by the time you do realize it, you're already burnt. Yep. And family doesn't really understand. Like, <laughs> like I'm not going to sit here and lie. Family, they're looking at you like, I right, why, why do you keep saying no? Like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And like, sometimes you just have to be blunt. And so, you know what I mean? Like it's it was hard Make for me. Firm. Yeah, like like just telling people like, hey, it's, Sundays are my days. Like, mm-hmm. like I record my podcast, or Wednesdays are my days. I shoot with my son. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't <laughs> like don't ask me to do anything on those days. You know what I mean? And I had to make that clear boundary. And that takes that that self reflection. Yeah, to realize. Hey, these days bring me some type of joy to replenish my tanks. Exactly. I need to replenish my tanks so I don't burn out again. Yeah. And Jay, me, how many times me and you are on the phone when you're over there 
every day. <laughs> <laughs> and the time difference is crazy, y'all. 16 to 14 to 16 hours, <laughs> depending on the time of year. Yeah. So, like, me and Jay will be talking and, and he'd have all these, like, like, dude, I have all these ideas. Yeah. But I'm working 16 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I get that. No. Like, and, and, man, you're such a strong person to me for that because it's hard to do. Yeah. It's so hard, especially when it's, like, you're setting those boundaries with family and friends and loved ones. You know, it's, like, even. You feel guilty. Yeah, yeah they, feel they so only weird. view you one way. Like, yeah. Even with work, if you're. Like at work in a at a demanding job, whether physically, mentally, whatever it is, and you guys are even more so on the emotional side with like some of the stuff that you guys see on a day to day basis. It's like setting those boundaries is hard, yeah. you know, and it's just it's it's so incredibly difficult because you don't want to let anybody down, you don't want to disappoint anybody. But at the end of the day, you come first, right? Right, it's all about you at the end of the day, not a, in a so selfish way. Parent. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I heard one of Jamel's days of boundaries. Involves his son, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Period. So, doesn't mean <laughs> you can't involve family, yeah. but you and it has to honestly make you happy. Yeah, and, and right? that's a like, great delineation right there. Is yeah. you know, like there's there's boundaries to your boundaries, if you will. You know, like don't don't do any don't set a boundary that's gonna you know hurt yourself and anybody else around you. Like you know, be logical within everything. Don't. And my big thing is you know don't overreact out of emotion. Give yourself time. Like. It's a joke in like the business world, but it's so true. It's somebody sends you an email that you don't agree with, or like somebody gave you attitude, and you know you don't want to deal with it. It's like before you write that angry email and fire it off, and you deal with the repercussions. Like, go get a coffee, go step out the office, and you know I've caught myself doing that a few times where it's like, yo, you don't know where I'm from. You watch your tone, but before I say something, I shouldn't. I'm gonna go get a macchiato. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go get some it. milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get some but no, I, you know, I catch myself like, all right, I'm not gonna send this email. I'm gonna go do my. I'm gonna go take a walk. I'm gonna go, you know, get a coffee. And I don't even drink coffee. So if you catch me drinking coffee, it's a special occasion. <laughs> so yeah. What? Because you did make a big change mm-hmm. to go over to Australia. I know this is random. I just, I was just having thoughts in my head. Sorry, guys, my thoughts. You went to Australia because you were burnt out here. What was it that burned you out over there to make you say, all right, I have to reel it back in? Yeah. So to tie it all together, right, this is kind of the big picture thing. So and the reason I gave these three examples is I've burned out in pretty much every way possible. Burned out physically with football. Burned out mentally here. Burned out emotionally in Australia. Mm. So what I mean by that is I got so mentally exhausted. I was calling you and my mom and, you know, my brother pretty much every day and just venting for hours because, uh, and you know, a lot of, you know, males don't really admit this type of stuff, but I was so lonely. I was so alone all the time. While being burnt out in other ways. God damn. And, you know, and it's just, you know, I love the people I met in Australia, but they didn't know me outside of work. So it's yeah. like most of the conversations you're having are like, oh, did you do this? Did you Professional. Do that? Yeah. And yeah. It's like, well, I like video games. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's like, who wants to talk about video games? I made a few friends that are into the same things as that. But it's like with the pandemic and the bushfires and the floods and everything, it was just, you know, you felt landlocked, right? Yeah. You, I literally was landlocked. <laughs> but, you know, and I did some really fun things over there. I made some lasting memories that I'll take forever and some friends that, you know, I still talk to on a daily basis here in in the U S but it's, 
there's something about the comfort of your friends and your family that truly know the real you. There's something in the comfort of somebody who you tell your dreams and your true passions to, and they don't just go, oh, yeah, that's cool, right? And they tell you, when you get back, we're doing this. Yeah, right? real feedback. Like, and yeah, yeah and, and that's why when I landed, I saw everybody that I needed to see, and now I'm like, let's do this. Like, what do we need to do yeah, to, yeah. to get stuff off the ground and, you know, start living the way I want to live. I want to start chasing my passions, my goals, my dreams, because I put that aside for so, so long. And it was so unhealthy for me because I was trying to meet an image, whether that was football J or business J or Australian J the people Australian J that has a ring to it. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out mate. (laughs) Oi. I do miss Tim Tams though. Shout out to Tim Tams. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cookie. It's a but Damn. you know, think about the all the strength that it took for you to finally make it. Because I know we had a lot of conversations on the phone. Because you had to turn for about down a year. Yeah, you had to turn down a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You had to turn down a lot of of growth and say growth with quotations because it's growth in the business world. Yep. You had to turn down a lot of that, and you, know, you were skyrocketing, yep. but. It's not worth your sanity. It's not yeah. worth your mind. Who you truly are. Yeah, like I, I didn't even, I was never in the business thing, but climbing the ladder, like you guys make it sound like it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go up there. I don't like it. It's dark up there. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's just a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, no, but you know, it's you know, it's not terrible, right? Like it has its ups and its downs, and you know, and typically the way that, and this is going to sound crazy, and I don't know if everybody in the world is going to agree with this, but the way they offset your mental health, they shove more money at you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Money it, talks. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, you're feeling a little bit down. Here's a little bonus. Feel better. You know. Mm. Or, Let's send you to India because you're feeling a little down. You know, enjoy Deal. enjoy a vacation <laughs> to India. Eric's got know. the wrong mind frame. I'm here. like, you heard him. I, <laughs> but you think it, that you know they find ways to just you know, or the big thing in the business world is if you're thinking about leaving for whatever venture you want to move on to next. First thing they do is offer you a new contract for more money. Right? right? They're like, well, what's it gonna? What's your price to stay? So, but yeah, it's a lot of pressure and you have to be on your A game 100% of the time. You have an off day, someone notices, right? It's like in football, they used to say, it's not what you do when someone's watching, it's what you do when no one's watching. Mm -hmm. Because when you think no one's watching, that's when everybody's watching. Right. Um, And and that's kind of what it's like. It's like, you're like in front of everybody, you know, I'm on top of my game, but it's like, I want to see what you're doing when you're not in the line. Right. Right. That's how I test people as, you know, people, right? Like, how are you your best self when everyone's watching? Because I don't want to be around you because you're just there for the limelight. I want the person that's their best self when right, no one's right. watching. And especially in an elevator. There's been a lot. If you're knocking chicks out in the elevator, I don't want to be around you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful. I on your best behavior in that going. damn elevator. You're, you're a legend. Yo. Yo. You're a legend for that one, man. That, oh that was so south. I was like, what? That was that was so south. I was not expecting that. He said elevator. I was like, elevator. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh. My mind went to like elevator pitches, and he was like, don't be punching people in the elevator. <laughs> That's a whole fact. <laughs> uh, but. 
<laughs> the football oh, reference to those guys. Yeah, that was good. Pronouns about pronouns. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. My bad, I lost my train. Yeah, that was good. But, yeah, no, it's. That's kind of like even how you have to be with yourself, though. Are you being real to yourself? Exactly. Are you. Yeah. Because, it, you, like you said, you can see it on other people, but sometimes you got to go in there and ask yourself, am I being true to myself? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, which I don't. I'm weird. I feel like you should always be true to yourself. Like, but sometimes you have to make an exception. Like, should I not just for this one occasion? But you know, you have to be true to yourself regardless. Yeah. So, ultimately, is it's integrity, right? Integrity. Yeah. You said a uh, like you said before, you man of your word. Yeah. You only have your yeah. word. So, are you actually being what you say you are? Yeah. Is that who you really are? Because if yeah. not, especially when you clock out, right? Yes. When you clock out and you go home and you're like, damn. This is what I'm working on or this is what I got planned. Like if you're just like completely off of what you do at work, it's like, what's the point? And that's going to push you into a depression. I was pushed into depression just going to work, doing stuff that didn't fulfill me. That was me this week. I swear to you. Swear to you. I was like, yo, every day felt like a 16 hour shift for no reason. Granted, I don't do a immense amount of things at work, but it was just this. I've been mentally taxed there. Like, it's emotional. Yo, yeah. It's emotional. When you work with people, it's emotional. There's more triggers that are happening. They're all enhanced. I'm like, bro, I put in for time off. Like, <laughs> this Wednesday, I was like, yo, I'm going to need some time. Well, that's the end the thing. of the month. Take a step away. Right, like right, right. Like said, yeah. take a step away. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly it. You just need that that space, that separation, whether yeah, it's a yeah. day to, or a month, whatever you need. You know? I need to like refill my, recharge my battery. battery. Like, yeah, yeah, and definitely, definitely with our our like work, we can't be punching people in elevators. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For <laughs> lack of better words, <laughs> For lack of better words. What's on your we, brain? Son? We, <laughs> we can't be getting caught out here doing. That might be burnt out too. <laughs> he might want to punch somebody in the elevator. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's on your mind? Double homicide. <laughs> I'm so glad this building doesn't have an elevator. <laughs> He's standing in the corner looking at man. I'm I'm PSA: t- Do not ride the elevator with Jamel. Oh. At least not right now. <laughs> not, this, not this week. I'm taking the other set of stairs. <laughs> Screw it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah it, it gets to that point. It gets to that point. Yeah, and then just kind of wrapping up, you know, sort of my journey and how I got here is I was just in a really lonely place and this is going to sound crazy to some people and I'm okay with that because I'm comfortable with who I am and where I'm going at this moment. But I currently have a contract that's, you know, quite a bit more than I was making in Australia and here in the U S and I I called you instantly as soon as I got off the phone and I was just like, I'm so conflicted right Mm, now because this is to everyone else outside looking in, this is an opportunity of a lifetime and you sign that contract and you live your best life. Right. Where me, most people would think that's me betting on myself taking that contract and moving back to New York City and doing all that stuff. Where my mind frame and my mental state is, if I sign that, I'm actually betting against myself. I'm not trusting in myself and my ideas and the things that I really want to do. And all those things I wrote in my notebook go in the garbage. Mm, Because I know the second I move back, we're back to 60-hour weeks. You know, I'm back to traveling. I'm doing all this stuff that, you know... I figured out in the long run, I don't like. Makes you know? the bank account look good, but. Yeah, 
at what cost? That's a classic case of the devil wears Prada. Yeah, you know, and they they actually say like uh, salary is the killer of dreams. Yeah, mm, I never heard that before. So yeah, like especially like certain jobs, like it, they want to make sure they're paying you enough to where you're comfortable enough to not chase your dreams. Yeah, you know what I mean. To set you up for some bullshit. Uh, Financial <laughs> success, but yeah. emotional failure. Yeah. Complete emo- Because Jay did call me as soon as he got it. And I said, listen, Jay, I have no room to talk because I've never made that amount of money in my life before. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know for a fact, you came back home for a reason. Right. And I can't tell you what to do. I can be here for you because that's what. That's what we're here for, for each other. I could be here for you. I could hear you out, and I'm going to support you no matter what you do. I believe in you regardless of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, But, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of like betting against yourself because yeah. you literally are set. It, it would set you up for more burnout. Yeah. It would set you up for another bout of it, another bout of the physical that's going to come from traveling six days a week, the emotional from – well, now I'm away from my family again. I just came back from across the world to see my family. You know, it's just, and then mental. All you're thinking yeah. about is work. So you have no room for anything yeah. else. So, you know, I I get it, man. Yeah. That was so real, especially what you said, Jamal. That was so the real. The elevator? The elevator, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get caught out there. <laughs> you hit, you hit Don't get caught twice. lacking on the elevator. <laughs> You hit up twice, one to go up a floor and an uppercut. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, about like the salaries, the killer of dreams, because for the longest time I thought that's what I needed to do. I needed to have the highest salary. I needed to get a performance bonus. I needed to do all these things. And I think back to me when I was like 12, 13, 14, and I'm just like, where's all his dreams right now? What was his dreams? And mm. it's, it wasn't this, right? It wasn't what I was doing. And, you know, some of it was, some of it wasn't. Like, I got to travel. I got to see a lot of things and do a lot of things that I would have never had the opportunity to do otherwise. But the true dreams, the real dreams, those things inside of you that just never die, right? That's the stuff I wasn't chasing. Like, for me, I love video games. I love, you know, entertaining. I love, you know, being that. But I couldn't do that in the job I was in. Yeah. Yeah, and if you go to, like, these nursing homes and you ask these older people, like, what's your biggest regret? Most of the time they're going to tell you that I didn't do this, that I just didn't step out of the job and create something. You didn't step out that comfort zone. Exactly, exactly. When we say comfort zone, it's not even comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's comfortable based off of what society tells you is comfortable. It's not really comfortable anymore. That's such a good point, too, because I say that was my comfort zone, but it's like I was uncomfortable in my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Damn, that's deep. Yeah, and it's just, you know, but it, it all ties back in together, right? Whenever you talk about anything mental health, it all ties together, right? And it comes back to change. People are afraid to change. Change is scary. And when you do these big life-altering changes or even small changes, like you change your diet, you change the clothes you wear, there's always doubt with that. There's always questions and uncertainty. And taking that step forward and doing that change, telling you as long as it's moving in the right direction, it's going to help you feel much better. Uh, My opinions is sometimes a lateral change or backwards change is necessary. 
but try to try to turn it into a positive, try to spin everything. I look for the silver lining in a lot of things in my life where, you know, if I'm not sure or I'm sitting there mapping every life decision I ever made, I'm like, what's the silver lining in this? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. can I take from this? How can I grow from this? And, and that's a big thing that I urge everyone to do. And especially when you're burned out and you feel like you can't move forward anymore, you feel like there's nothing left in the tank. You, you're just on empty in every aspect of your life and you're starting to get down, you know, whether that's, depression anxiety anything else that you might be feeling you know find something to move forward find someone that can help you move forward in a positive way you know don't depend on someone else but find somebody that you trust someone that you can talk to whether it's professional or a close friend you know because the best advice comes from the people that truly love you and that's why you know i call dante i call my mom i call my brother because they're gonna give me real advice real, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get the corporate jargon that says, well, you should hang out here. COVID isn't that bad here. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get none of that. I'm going to get, what do you want? How do you, how do you plan to right, achieve right. this? Yeah. And then you start talking and guess what? You answered your own question, you know? And it's like, you, like I said earlier, you only know yourself and you know, the true you as in, you know, your close friends and family know you understand you, but only you know what you really want. So listen to that inner voice and, you know, let, let the best you come out. That was beautiful, man. I'll start yeah. Crying. I'll start crying. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was. Got a tissue. That was Got lovely, tissue, son. I did. <laughs> nah, bro. I, damn. I couldn't find a better way to close out a nah, podcast. That was not dope. At all. Damn, bro. I know. You hey. just leveled up. <laughs> you leveled <laughs> up the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> now we got to, like, come hard next time. Huh? Um, I don't even have nothing to say on the way. He sipped his tea Oh (laughs) He shut it down What do you guys think about burnout Do you guys get burned out a lot How do you guys cope with burnout Also Also Side quest collective Gaming Yeah Coming real soon soon. But you can start following on platforms now Yeah so I'm working on some stuff in the background Currently all my gear is on a boat In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean (laughs) Getting back from Australia (laughs) Hope it don't get wet yeah, you know, I put a bunch of dehumidifiers in my stuff. So. <laughs> but no, so I'm working on my own, you know, sort of Twitch platform. And uh, I'm looking at it more of if I'm going to eat, I want all my friends to eat with me, right? That's always been my mentality. Even when you guys used to visit me in Manhattan, right? It was always, you know, how do we do this together? And, and you eat other people's pizza. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> I'll never forget Late that. Late New York night. Dante ate. This dude's whole pizza and let that guy just stand there confused. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we have photographic evidence. It'll be on Patreon. No, the photos up there. But yeah, we got one photo Dante cheesing with a cheese pizza. <laughs> somebody else. It was Send chicken it. parm. Extra it was chicken, chicken, chicken parm, parm y'all. Chicken. And it was smack. Um, <laughs> and it was a dollar. Yeah. But again, yeah, nah. Chase your dreams, bro. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of the dream that I want to chase now is, you know, let's make sure that I can create this this platform where I can be myself, express my true self and do the things I love, like playing video games and board right, games right. and just being yourself. Yeah, being me. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't want to be football Jay. I don't want to be business Jay. I just want to be Jay. Right. Yeah. Well, you have our support, Jay. Yeah. Tell them again where to find you. What is it, SideQuest uh, Collective? At SideQuest Collective on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes, yeah. Twitter. 
That's the tweeter machine. It's it's a little dry right now. He said but, the tweeter uh, machine. Co- coming soon because I'm I'm still working on some stuff. I'm still getting some things in order and you know talking to to you guys specifically Jamel because he's a, a master with this stuff and just trying to. That's a fact. I'm trying, guys. Understanding what I can do better and you know and that's the thing. You know I got a community around me. I got friends around me that we all want to build each other up. It's coming. Yeah. You got all the support, bro. Coming real soon. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, yeah, man. Thanks of for coming. You're on. not even really a guest. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I am. I am still a little bit that you just put us to shame with that closing uh, statement, though. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, we don't have to work on that, that, fellas. We got to. We, we might have to cut that, that out. We might have to cut that <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cut he that. Said, out. Just cut it out. Just cut it out. Don, you definitely like the have to step the descriptions up now. We do got to close on one thing, though. It is Mother's Day here. Yes. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna forget. Yeah, my mom. Would yeah. not kill me because she's a saint, but you know she wouldn't let me have it if I didn't yeah. say Happy Mother's Day, Mom Diane Watkins. I love you very, very much. Happy Mother's Day. She put up with a lot of stuff in the last yeah. couple years, love maybe even longer than that. Yeah, love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Well, one special shout out though, because I think we all can probably fall into the same situation. Happy Mother's Day to all the single mothers. We know how hard it is. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a whole fact. Love that's you. a fact. My mama did it with seven. But yeah uh, Happy Mother's Day But to close this out You know Listen to yourself Listen to that inner voice Don't suppress it Take that time out You need Take a step away Sometimes it's needed And Set boundaries Yep Make sure you got some Healthy boundaries And like I always say Know yourself Love yourself Your worth Be true to yourself Eric nothing Know thyself Thanks, Eric. Respect, Eric. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. 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 See you. Thanks again.